Welcome to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I am your host, Shadi Curry, and today I want to talk about low effort men. Like this is a thing. So many people have experienced this and they worry about um, getting stuck with someone who is a low effort person. (laughs) And um, I think there's also a thought that I attract low effort people. I think a lot of my clients feel like they definitely attract those people or that those people are like somehow seeing something about them and then wanting to be with them. And the answer to that is yes and no, in the sense that there are just people out there in the world who are low effort people, right? There are low effort women in relationships sometimes. I mean, because of uh, gender socialization and people raised as women present one way, people raised as men present a different way. There does seem to be more, I guess, what we're tagging low effort men, just because the expectations of men in relationships have been so low for hundreds, thousands of years, right? And so we are currently in the middle of that shift. But just because men have been socialized that way doesn't mean you as an individual need to settle for a relationship where someone does not show up the way that you um, envision your relationship, right? And so I definitely had experiences with what we would call low effort men. I want to share one of those stories with you today. But just going back to whether or not you attract them, they are out there. The attraction part is a little gray in that sense. The way I see it is that almost every woman will experience um, advances from a man who really does not want to show up in a way or does not know how to show up in a way that is truly nourishing to his partner. And so my theory about this is that you, everyone encounters some of these men. However, if you have grown up with childhood emotional neglect, if you have been in an abusive relationship or a neglectful relationship, if you are people pleaser, codependent, you overfunction, you overplease. If you have a high tolerance for not being cared for in your relationship, if you people please, hoping that if you do all these things for people, then they will love you back. All of those triggers, love addiction, all those things can um, translate into you having behaviors that connects you to these men or you haven't had experiences that makes these men feel like they're normal and they're healthy and they're home. And so in that sense, you don't attract them in the sense that you don't magnetize them to you. However, when they do show up, you tolerate them because you feel really comfortable in those kinds of relationships. And so they're, they're always around. There's always one, two, three of them around. Another way that you quote unquote attract them is in your messaging, how you show up in relationships, how you show up on your um, dating profile, how you show up when you are texting and communicating with men, it sends signals that maybe you are willing to tolerate uh, a lower effort relationship. And so then you quote unquote, attract those men that way as well. And speaking of texts, if you 
did not attend the webinar that I hosted last Friday, which was, I believe, April. I'm looking at my calendar. I think that was April 28th. Um, the link to the replay is in the show notes of this episode. Um, it is the, the webinar is the seven texts you need to connect with active, growth-minded, high-effort, commitment-minded men. It's literally this, the texting process that I teach my clients, the texting process that I used in my own dating relationship. Some of those texts are word for word what I sent to my husband and other people that I was dating. So uh, they do work, um, especially if you have your dating strategy and your messaging and your um sort of like how you present in the world totally dialed in. So please, please click in the show notes, click that. I want you to have this. I want you to use this. Um, I want it because it really, and I go into the psychology behind it and why this approach to texting and communicating with men works so much better than a lot of what you see on the internet. Okay, so back to uh, the low effort guy. So um, I, if you're on my email list, you'd have gotten an email um, earlier today about, how my husband is a high effort man. Like he just really invests in our relationship. He wants to see our relationship succeed. And he has always presented that way. From the moment I met him, he has always like wanted to go on the next date, you know, arrange the next date, sent me amazing invitations. Like I think I was our third or fourth date. He like wrote out this whole like scroll thing, inviting me to this Italian restaurant. It was really fun. He sends me a Snapchat message every day, keeps up our Snapchat, a Snapchat streak. I almost sometimes like... <laughs> almost drop the streak. Um, but I show up in other ways. Okay. So, I mean, he's just always willing to show up and do the work and invest. We don't always get it right, but because we're always both willing to invest and willing to do the work, we always manage to find, okay, how, where, what are we supposed to do here? We always find our way. Right. Um, but I did encounter some low effort men. And in fact, one in particular, I, I guess you could say I dated off and on for months, and off and on was because he was a low effort man and I didn't catch it. I didn't understand it at the time. Right. And so I want to kind of share a little bit about that with you. Um, so I met this guy, I met him on an app. He was very interested, great conversation. He asked a lot of questions, which is why I always tell people just because a man asks questions doesn't mean he's the one. Like there's so many nuances along the way. Um, that if you're looking for a checklist or a formula and you're not willing to like be open and exploratory in this process and learning and tweaking and optimizing your strategy, it can really uh, pigeonhole you in, if you, if you follow a rigid path, it might make you think that you are on the right path, but then you're not. So anyway, he was great with conversation, phone calls, would call, um, would show up for dates, uh, but then he would I don't know, weeks in, then he would like go on a business trip and I'm holding up my quotes now, business trip. And then like during the business trip, I would get like weird, like pictures, like he would never be in the picture. It would always be places he was at. Um, looking back now, I'm just like, oh my God, it was so obvious <laughs> now. Um, sometimes he couldn't, uh, uh, he couldn't show up for, like I would, oh, I was, I had already developed some parts of my process now, which is like integrating lies and seeing people in their own habitat. And there would be times when we would have a a date where that would involve other people, like some of my friends and things that I wanted to like, 
and he would always manage to not be available for those. And so looking back, I'm like, oh, of course, he wasn't planning to ever show up in real life. It was just always the secret relationship. But because we had great dates when it was just the both of us, I didn't pick up on that. And then here's the other thing. He lived uh, a little over an, an hour, right at an hour away, hour 15 minutes away. And because of that, sometimes there would be the excuse that he was too far away to meet up. Anyway, looking back, there were just tons of signs, the ones I've mentioned and then others. And I finally caught on. I got tired of the whole thing. Took me a minute. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just done with this guy. So I just stopped communicating for months. And now he sent me this email. So I never throw anything away. I'm trying to break that habit. <laughs> so I, I still had this email uh, when I, I searched for it for this episode and I pulled it up. And this was, oh my gosh, like I hadn't talked to him or messaged him or texted him in probably about six months. I think at this point, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember exactly if I had met my husband at this point, but I mean, I had, I was like, done. I was like, done, done, done. And he sent me this message and this would happen ever so often during the off and on relationship. He, so he sent this email. The subject was howdy. And he said, Hey, just wanted to see how things are for you. Hope all is good. I'm sure that it is. You are a bit of a rock star. Anyway, if you don't feel like replying, that's okay. I just wanted to say hi. Cody. That's not his real name, by the way. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like I remember I would get emails like this or texts like this, like after maybe a disappearance or something. And he would be so affirming and so validating, like you are a rock star. And I'm like, of course I am a rock star. Thank you. You know, he was someone who acknowledged that and saw that and would always like build me up. Right. So a low effort man can also be someone who builds you up. Right. So don't fall for that either. Um, and because I came from a background where there was not a lot of validation, there was not a lot of acknowledgement of my brilliance and who I am. I, I am. And of course, I'd been in the first marriage where it was like definitely putting you down and things like that. That always felt good. So for me, the acknowledgement of how amazing I am was sort of the bait that would keep me in, you know, in connection or in communication with someone who was a low effort person. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to show you what that looks like. And it, a low effort man can actually look like someone that like is doing good, is making efforts. Like I've talked to uh, some of my uh, clients before they came to work with me were in a relationship, again, air quotes, with a man who texted them every morning, who would have a conversation with them every morning and every evening, but like for weeks would not show up in person. And they thought they were you know, in an actual relationship, right? So being in a relationship with a low effort person or tolerating, I guess that's the word I'm looking for, a low effort person is an easy trap to fall into, right? It's very easy trap to fall into. And it's not necessarily your fault. A lot of it is socialization. Some of it might be your past experiences. If you haven't experienced a truly nourishing relationship, you might not know how to pick up on these signs. You might not know the difference because you haven't ever felt what a good nourishing relationship feels like. So one of the things that I want to talk about today is how to tell the difference. The first way to tell the difference is to truly absorb what a healthy, nourishing relationship feels like. And you can do that. I have exercises that I give my clients. We do the good man scavenger hunt. We look for glimmers of like safety and nourishment. Uh, we work on raising their standards, even in their friendships and in their non-romantic relationships, raising that standard for how nourished you are in relationships um, 
is the, is really an, a step you can take whether or not you're in a in a in a relationship you can do that already so that you start to embody what it feels like to be well cared for well supported well loved by yourself and by the people around you so there isn't a formula or a checklist for it. It's really a dynamic skill. I coach my clients on it based on the situation in their own life. Like which relationships do they have? Where are they showing up tolerating neglect and tol tolerating not being supported in their relationships? Because there's not one type of low effort guy. <laughs> Excuse me. There's not just one type. It's like you have to look at the particular human in front of you to tell what is actually happening. So um, when I work with my clients, we do a lot of feedback. Okay, what's happening? What happened here? We go moment by moment. When you look at things in that moment by moment um, frame and you steal the frames, what happened here? What were you thinking? What were you feeling? What did he do? Then you're able to say, oh, this is where I missed the sign. This is what the sign was. And we do that for weeks. So um, generally the first month of working with me, we're setting everything up, we're setting the foundation. And then my clients go out and they start that practice of like meeting men and we're optimizing their process um, the whole time. And then we're doing this moment by moment check in so that they start to sort of put the building blocks in place for themselves on how they can tell when a person is good for them and when a person isn't good for them, right? So in the moment of interaction, however the person pre presents, they have trained their intuition to be savvy. They've learned to listen to that intuition. They've learned to verify it so that they're not just being judgmental or mean, because I know that's always a concern or they're not just making um, impulsive decisions about, okay, I'm just, I can't be bothered right now. It's not an, I can't be bothered with this person. It's like, what's really going on here? And we deep dive into it so that they can quickly make these decisions without second guessing themselves, which is another challenge to being able to tell who's a low effort man is that women are conditioned to just constantly second guess ourselves and wonder if we're making the right decision and experience FOMO if we let someone go and all of that. Am I being too mean? Am I being too picky? All of that. We get rid of all of that when they work with me. So they learn these subtle nuances, the difference between a person who knows you're a rock star and treats you like it or a low effort man who just says it but doesn't treat you like it, right? Um, <clears throat> you never want to invest weeks or months with these guys. So this is something you really, really want to get to because if you let them go very quickly, it will feel like you've stopped attracting them because they're just moving by and your energy and your effort and your attention is really only spent on men who truly want to commit men, men who are good, men whose company you enjoy, men who do show up so that you can choose the one you want, right? That's that highest standard of partner that um, you really want to have. So I want you to spend some time thinking about some of the past experiences you've had with low effort men. What did that look like? Because what you tolerate might be different from what another woman tolerates. So that's why I don't give a checklist, right? What are you tolerating? What have you tolerated in the past? And how can you learn from that? How can you make that shift so that it's not happening over and over and over again? How can you show up differently? How can you think differently so that you make a different decision in the moment when you encounter that? And if you want my help with this, if you want my help learning and practicing this so that you accelerate the process, you're not spending weeks or months with the guys you don't want to spend with, you know, getting the support you need to really stop those painful experiences so you can create a love that lasts a lifetime because that's what life is for, connection, relationships, having people that we love in our lives. Um, I want you to schedule a consultation call with me, okay, so that we can audit your current mindset, your activities, the results you're getting. If they are not the results you want, then let's do an audit. Let's map out where working with me could help you. 
um, where you could see changes that you could make or skills that you need to develop, right? And then uh, you can decide on that call if my program is a fit for you. And I can even give you some guidance on whether or not my program is actually a fit for you. I, I have had some clients that have come and I've been like, hey, this, this doesn't sound... It, based on what you've told me, my program isn't the right one for you. And I have other coach colleagues that I can refer them to, or sometimes it's therapy that they need first before actually diving in into a dating journey. So we can really see if it's a fit and you don't have to guess as to whether it's a fit or not. And then if you have questions about what working with me looks like, um, we, I can answer any and all of those questions on the call as well. So Go to the show notes. One, download the seven texts you need to connect with me. I'm so proud of that workshop. <laughs> I would love for you to have it. And secondly, book your consultation call with me. Um, I think you can, there are spots available as early as the next day. Currently, this is May 1st. So I think I do have some spots for May 2nd. So we can talk as early as tomorrow. And we can talk about how this work can truly revolutionize your journey to the partner that you want. All right. Thank you for your time and attention. And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening today. If you are ready to get married after divorce, I want to invite you to download my free eight video training specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again. Head over to shadecurry.com to get started. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com. I'll see you inside.